0: Welcome back to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Tanner. I'm the host today, and this is episode 94. Well, welcome everybody to the E6 Podcast. we Sitting here in our space and going to talk about some really cool things. Lauren, thanks for putting in a long day. And um, we're, we're we're recording this on a Sunday. Is it still Sunday? It's still Sunday. So we're <laughs> recording this, Sunday? I don't know, <laughs> recording this on a Sunday after our gathering time and then after a more about Colonial, which was really fun, and then jumping in here to record this. Um, Brooke is getting some much uh, needed and well-deserved vacation time this week.
1: I didn't know Brooke had it in him to take a vacation. I don't you know, he never is that good guy. Good for the good for the kids, good for karaoke. I don't know. K. Maybe
0: Kay just like was like, dude, take a vacation. Seriously. <laughs> that's what that's what she's good for whipping him into shape.
1: You know, this Sunday thing seemed like a good idea, Tanner, when we planned it. <laughs> it we did, us- didn't we it? usually record on Monday mornings, <laughs> but because our our kids are out of school tomorrow, my wife is a teacher, your wife is a teacher yep. off tomorrow, mm-hmm. so we're going to take a little time tomorrow to be with family. Uh, and yet it's a long day. It's a long day today. I <laughs> <laughs> almost wish we'd have
0: just done it in the morning. And we're not going to be know.
1: done after this. Can we share? Hey, what, what's our staff for fun doing later? Yeah,
0: tonight? yeah. We it's, it's Okay, so it is a full day, but I'm, I'm kind of That's, excited. I'm
1: actually looking forward to that.
0: We are, as a staff, we're going to go uh, do a bowling tournament uh, tonight at Village Bowl.
1: So <laughs> I'm a little... I'm a little just laughing already at what this is going to look like because are they going to let me put the bumpers up on the sides oh, no, where they, I don't they, get no, to gutter ball it?
0: They definitely won't do that. No. Did you
1: know, all of our listeners, did you know that Tanner Hodge's father was a professional bowler? Like he was. This, yeah. this is true. Like you That's could f- do two yeah. truths and a lie kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, like you right.
0: Could, you could like nobody. Jerry nobody Hodges. Was yep, Old Gerald. Gerald
1: Wayne. Was he pretty successful? Yeah. He was. I, mean, pretty I don't good. know how you measure success.
0: I mean, he was really good. Yeah. Like he. Like so he did it f- Like the best you can bowl is a three hundred. That's right? a That's perfect, the perfect game. game. That's
1: twelve strikes, right?
0: Yes. And my dad has bowled a three hundred. He's bowled a two ninety seven. Good night. Um, and his average when he was when he I mean, he's older now, he's had um he's had a shoulder surgery, he can't really do what he but used to do. Back be able to, in the day. Back in the day, it was two sixty, two seventy consistently. And so he was we would I just remember growing up, like we didn't do family vacations. We went You went bowling. We went where my dad was in a tournament and we were sitting in a bowling alley watching dad bowl.
1: So was he was he like Randy uh, Quaid and, and Woody Harrelson on Kingpin? Was that <laughs> That's, that's all I can picture, that's man. That's all you can picture. Or Big hey, Lebowski. That's I all say, I got in I will, my head.
0: I will say, those things are not far off from the truth. <laughs> um, Tonight, that's
1: what yeah. I'm looking forward to. Hey, We're going to be in a bowling alley with some really bad three-day-old hot dogs in the concession stand. No, hey, man. No? I'm telling you, dude. Art, no? the bowling alley. It's going to be. It's it. It's going to be the. With best it. burger you've had in a while. Is it like, really?
0: Yeah, it's good stuff, dude. I mean, it's typical, like way too greasy and not healthy for you, but it's
1: delicious.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna be laughed at because I'm gonna bring my own ball and my wow. shoes and and oh, uh, I hope we're, so. We're gonna go. Oh, it's happening.
1: I'm expecting nothing
0: less. I can't. It's like okay, sh- my wife she was a tennis player, yes. so like really yes. good
1: collegiate athlete. Yes, very good. Um, she shows up with her bag, right? Yes, her with, and her with her four rackets in it and
0: straight up. Her and her her and her teammate back in high school. Uh, when she played doubles, they were ranked number one in the state.
1: Are you serious? Yeah, like
0: they're she's phenomenal. She's killer. Um, we can't go to a tennis court and just Hit play. Yeah, like we can't just play around. Like it's serious time. That's kind of the same way for bowling for me. Everybody <laughs> else can go use house balls and house shoes, but I can't have fun if I don't have they my have stuff. Their own
1: shoes too. Yeah, man. are they sweet?
0: They're, no, they're like typical <laughs> weird, disgusting bowling <laughs> shoes. You know. There's no such thing as sweet bowling gear. <laughs> so, so
1: I'm. How how much does your bowling ball weigh? You know, sixteen pounds. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I think I remember weighing. Well, I think I remember bowling with a fourteen pound ball. Does that yeah. sound normal for a novice?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my dad bowls with a fourteen now because he's gotten older and like a, like I said, shoulder yeah. surgery, whatever. But back when he was bowling, it was all sixteen pound bowling balls. Um, I can't believe we're like, bowling. Like Our four staff. Pound, yeah. Shout out to Emily
1: Love. Yeah, she set our, it up for one, us. She set it up. That I think it's for a good cause. It's for the pet rescue. Yeah, Emily. Uh,
0: it's uh, Emily's Legacy Rescue, um, which is uh, just a little But cold. truth
1: be told, we're honestly we're just, we're just throwing some money at this good cause some money at the and good cause hanging out as a
0: staff. We're going to have fun as a staff yeah. yeah. We'll have some good pictures. And I'm taking you all down.
1: If I can bring my big giant Afro wig, I'm going to wear it tonight. Do it. That'd be awesome. Just because it I seems to, to fit. It. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. That's what we're doing.
0: So all that to say, uh, we're going to get to go wave to our families in a little bit, and then go yeah, home with the staff. Long day, so but good day. It's a good day. Yeah. So um, before we jump into uh, anything, anything remotely, remotely serious
1: or meaningful. Yes.
0: Something happened this past week in uh, a city not too far from here. Yeah. And I don't know how many people have to deal with something like this, but uh, there was a leopard that escaped from its enclosure at the Dallas Zoo this I past week. I saw that. And apparently, nobody really knew that it wasn't that much of a dangerous threat because it wasn't like a full, like you think leopard, like you think hum- humongous cat.
1: Wait, when can a leopard not be No, it's be this dangerous? tiny, like if the picture of it was... No, no, no. I read the article. It was somewhere between 25 and 45 pounds. No way. Yes, that, that's still not huge. They
0: just put out. They just put out that it was like no, no, re, like not even remotely a danger to well the public and all those different things. Isn't
1: that what the uh, large kind of, Bengal tiger owner like, also says to I feel the like public? That's
0: what I would say too if I didn't, <laughs> didn't want people to.
1: Oh, it's a great white shark, but they don't even care about us. That's
0: right. <laughs> but I, can you imagine, like especially like neighboring communities? You know, like are you kidding me? There's a leopard loose.
1: Okay, so. I didn't know you were going to talk about this today, but I took a picture of my TV because I wanted to send it to some of my out-of-state friends. Because oh. they they think we live in King of the Hill. Oh, absolutely. You know? They have no idea. And and look at this picture. I'm going to show it to, to you, Tanner. The, the caption at the bottom, it's a news, like a bottom third news okay. you know, thing. About this thing? About this yeah. in Dallas. And it says, if you see the missing leopard, please call. <laughs> it's got a phone number. <laughs> like, that's oh. a little... Like, like seriously, you can't make this stuff up. No, I don't know how many. Where in the world are we dealing with this? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, <laughs> they shut down the entire Dallas Zoo. They did, and um, and they were, you know, they had great fears that it's it's gone, it's loose. Oh yeah, I, I guess in the end they, they did they, find it. They find it found they it did. on the on the, on property. the property. Yeah,
0: yeah it, it hadn't made it out. So like they thought they thought it had made it out, but it was. Still. And
1: they want us to know. I was reading the article. They want us to know we they found it unharmed.
0: Like I don't really care. I mean, maybe some. Hannibal I'm more concerned about
1: people, like children. In all seriousness, when we went Seriously, hiking in the foothills, of Colorado, I learned this. I I learned this the hard, not the hard way. That's I misspoke. Yeah, thank God, didn't <clears> learn this. Not <throat> the, hard, the way. hard way. But I learned this from people, and I and you, we learned this just even just reading the news headlines that when you go hiking with your family, you don't let your little ones get too far ahead of you, you don't let them fall behind, like like a, a mountain lion, a bobcat, um, I don't know about leopards in Colorado, yeah. but these big cats will they'll go for the weakest, you know, that's what they do. And Whichever her, one is and is, so I remember and I'm a protective dad anyway, yeah. pro- probably like most dads, and I remember there'd be, you know, five or six of us, Joneses, out there hiking on a single track trail. Yep. And, of course, your kids want to just run. They want to run
0: ahead, And they want
1: to get, you know, 100 yards ahead of you if you let them. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to let them fall behind, but they get way ahead of you. And I just remember I had to keep up, and I had to, like – Probably be an overbearing dad to make them not you know stay with yeah. us, and of course they don't know why. No, They're they have four, no idea. Six, eight. and you probably don't want to tell them. No, no. you don't want to. You know, you you're want to be scared eat, of. It, you're going to yeah. get eaten if you you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but just about the time I start thinking you know after a couple three years of going I think I'm being overprotective, you read about it in the news. Yes, that some little. I mean I can't even say it out loud. Yes, it's just a child yes. would get taken by a mountain lion or something. Yep. You know. So that's when I hear, okay, twenty five to forty five pound. You That's know, nothing harmless, to mess with. Harmless, yeah. you know. You're like, I don't know if I'll Clouded I like that. leopard? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not messing with that. Le-
0: anything named leopard? I'm just gonna go with. Don't mess with. What's it. a clouded leopard? I don't know. Way. I think it's like a glorified house cat. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't. I really don't know. I don't know what a clouded leopard. Can
1: is. I say too? Nobody asked me if I could say this. I'm just gonna say it. I really don't <laughs> like cats. I've Oof. I've been very honest on our podcast in the past. Yeah. That I think they're from from the devil mm-hmm. and they're aloof and they're terrible pets. <laughs> And I'm a dog guy. I think big cats are cool.
0: I think big cats like, are really cool. They're almost dog-like, though. Like, I just, like, I look at them and I can't, I, I look at them and I go, there's no way you can be a cat. Yeah. Like, like dogs just have this power to them. Even yeah, if, there's power you, to you it. Know? That's what it is. And then there's this big
1: cat. Like my pugs. They have power.
0: <laughs> yeah, your pugs have power. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, you know, Not Golden Retriever. Bull Mastiff. Lab Bull Mastiff. My yeah, old dog, yeah, the yeah. Bull Mastiff, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's power there, but I think of a cat as like just... Cats are a waste of space. They just don't want anything to do with you. No. And I've had, I've had people tell me, well, you just had the wrong cat. I'm like, if it, if it takes me finding the right cat to have a good pet, then I
1: don't. You know what I don't want to do with? I talked about my brother this morning uh, and last week on our in our teaching times. My brother, I don't know what to do with him because he loves both dogs and cats. He doesn't fit in any of my boxes. I don't think that... Yeah, how do you categorize that? It's like th- Republicans and Democrats. You know, there's dog people and cat people, <laughs> just can't and there's just—I it like, mean, <laughs> it's like they can't coexist. I can't, can't figure. You can't be a Cowboys fan and a Washington Commanders fan. <laughs> Shout out to Rick Farson, Marge Shepard. You can't do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how, but my brother defies all odds. He loves cats and <clears> dogs. And interesting.
0: I mean, I think cats have like a job to do, but if they're not doing their job, then they're not. Yeah, kill but, some, they, but even then, they're not a pet. Kill some like, rodents and
1: they're not alone. a pet.
0: They're they're like labor force. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we digress. That's right. We did. Sorry. <laughs> Most of this is digressing, though. so... Well, we are in this new series, um, friending, and it's a it's a rather short series, but I do think it's a it's a good series to kick off the new year with, and um. Kind of tail-ending with um, when we did Peace of Mind, which was all of our mental health series. Um, I thought it was really good, solid stuff come from that, Um, even a webpage, mental health webpage that came out of the creation of that. Um, But I like like tying in this friending series Mm. on the kind of coattails of that. I mean, there was Christmas in between there and all those things, but um, really on the coattails of Peace of Mind, Mm. And I think this is hitting home for a lot of people. Um, talking about friendships yeah. and the way they're supposed to be and how how they're designed and even the way that we operate with friend with friendships and friending, you right. know. That's I like the friending kind of f- phrase because it 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 goes back to that social media aspect of our our lives and how we live a lot of our lives mm-hmm. with that. So I I just I'm really digging this series, even though even though no, it's pretty I'm short. I'm glad to
1: hear that. Yeah, I like even as you say that, I think about the terms of we talked about mental health, and now we're talking about relational health. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: there's something about that term health. You know, God doesn't want just salvation for us; <clears throat> He wants a fullness of life. You know, yeah. Um, you could even argue, if you want to, just to speak in terms of salvation, He wants to save us now and forever. He wants to bless our lives here now. And for eternity, mm. and so He wants us to be mentally healthy here now. He wants us to experience relational health and, and meaningful connection here now. And uh, so, I, I found myself you know thinking this even in, in I was looking at Life Church's materials and and preparing myself this week, and and I I just found myself going, man, anybody who thinks we're not speaking of the gospel. We're we're getting off on some kind of you know self help uh, sure sure right living I'm like I just I think the gospel is so holistic you know yeah. it's not just about whether or not you prayed that prayer you made that decision it's day to day what are you experiencing the life that God made you for right and invites you into constantly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and at the at the at the center of that is relationship right. Relationship right. with them, yeah, relationship believe- with yeah. each other. It's yeah. it's central. This is not <clears throat> peripheral. This is central, you know, so.
0: Yeah, it can tend to be... We can tend to compartmentalize, like, the gospel with, you know, topical conversation and, you know... And again, like like you said, self-help, and um I, that, that's not what this is, you mm-hmm. know? this uh, Really, this is a call to living life differently, and um, if you look throughout the gospel, you see this type of uh, relationship happening. Mm. Um, and I think it's not... It, maybe it's not overly evident to, to a lot of people, but I, what I do know is you live your life a certain way long enough, you are unable to see certain things. And so I think it's imp- appropriate for us to put relationship, something like relationship with friends... Um, Even at times, you know, marriage focus, all Mm. those different things. I think it's appropriate for us to put that back in front of people and to go, "All right, what lens are we using to view these things?" With Mm. the gospel infuses all of this, uh, and it is uh, it is our whole life. It is not um, aspects of our life. And so,
1: I want I want to put you on the spot for a minute, Tanner. People got to hear or. (laughs) Got to. <laughs> got to. Had we're to hear to, yeah. from me. <laughs> had no um, choice. This morning, uh, as, a, as we're recording this Sunday afternoon, about my experience with just pivotal friendships that have, I mean, I'm not <clears> overstating <throat> it when I say they have changed the course of my life. So, on one hand, I'm, I'm going to make two assumptions okay. that, that are in conflict with each other a little okay. bit about, about what I know about you, and then you can share with us. You can clear the air. On one hand, I assume because I know you so well in this season of life at 30 at, you know, you're a connector, you're gregarious, you're outgoing, uh, you're fun, loving, you're easy to talk to and laugh with. You are a relational being and you value relationships. You, you, I watch you be a good friend to people, including me. So on one hand, I have this assumption that, okay, if, those people out there so to speak are really struggling relationally mm-hmm. maybe impoverished relationally you know that a, a chunk of folks out there around us can't list very many people if any on their close friends mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. and and feel lonely and disconnected that's not true for you tanner hodges because i just i'd make this assumption <laughs> yeah that I also project a lot of my stuff because I, I know we're a lot we're really yeah, similar yeah, in our wiring yeah. and I I don't struggle in now in this season of life in that way right but I also know your story mm-hmm. and I know that you grew up without biological siblings even though you had one or more really close you know one of your dearest friends you, to this day you call him your brother yeah um, I know that you had you know just a unique um, adolescence experience where you, you kind of ended up raising yourself Mm. for a good chunk of time. Mm -hmm. Um, you worked yourself really hard while you're going to school (laughs) when other kids are out there, you know, playing and having dinner with their families. And so I, 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 assume that Tanner younger Tanner was impoverished in maybe some key ways relationally. Yeah. All that to say what's, what's true. What's your experience based on what we talked about last week and today? Um, Just the reality of loneliness in the world, the reality of men, especially not having friends, uh, the reality of so many of us just being connected online but not connected in real life. What's your experience? Um, How much of this can you relate to personally, Tanner? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, yeah, I would say when
0: I was younger, um, when I was younger, I, I had friends or I would, I like to say, um, I, I, I was friendly with a lot of people, but I wouldn't consider them. Uh, I didn't have a list of people who were actual friends Mm. that really knew the ins and outs. I mean, to some degree, how can you, you can't expect high school students to ever really fully know what's that, what's happening. You know, um, we kept our friendship about you know sports and girls and (laughs) whatever you know that's (laughs) what we did um but yes uh, i do have um my best friend in the whole world his name's brandon and he's uh he's not my i don't that's weird how you just don't classify people like that anymore now i would say my best friend's daryl morris but really my best friend in the whole world is brandon elrod um and he's my brother and, uh, I've he heard had you a, refer to him as your brother. Yeah. So many times I forget he's not he's really your brother. Not really, we're not actually <laughs> related, yeah. Yeah. Um, he experienced a really hard time. And I think the connection for us was, one, we're enough alike that um, it was not hard to connect, but we're also different enough that we could challenge each other in really healthy ways. And then point blank, like we talked about this last week, uh, our weaknesses is what, connect us you know we talked about our strengths are what impress one another but our, our weaknesses are what connect brandon and i went through some different different stuff totally different but hard enough stuff where we needed each other we yeah. needed to, and we just god just knew like he just he orchestrated that and um we came together he ended up moving in we left we lived me just two high school dudes uh living in a house by ourselves um and it was not a good <laughs> we had fun but like it was not good um <laughs> But yeah, he was the only one um, for a long time in my life that really knew what I was thinking, what I was dealing with. Um, I think that led me to be cynical. So um, you talked about today, like you can remember that one person in your life that kind of looked at you and said, no, um, you're being really selfish or you're being, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I had that moment, it wasn't necessarily with one of my friends, it was with someone that I really respected, that I mm. gave a lot of leadership trust to, Drew Day, he used to be one of our elders here. Oh, yeah. I was in a band, some people know, I was in a band called Calling Jonah, and had some bandmates, and we're young, dumb kids, you know, like, we love, we're, we're loving loving the church world, we're loving Jesus, um, but we are really dumb on how to do this, you know, and I knew how to be a really talented, this sounds terrible to say, but like, I knew how to be a really talented front man of a band who was getting some success. We were, we were doing well. Um, and I remember sitting in Drew Day's living room as he was leading a Bible study for us, the guys in the band, and getting in, in a heated conversation with some of the guys and going, well, you just don't know what I've gone through. I've experienced more than you have and blah, blah, blah. And he looked at me and he goes, wow, dude, you're being really conceited like you don't know what these guys are wrestle with and you're mm. just you're categorizing them and you're allowing you're allowing yourself to feel like you're <laughs> more than they are and that has stuck with me ever since um i i i often will be in a conversation and go uh how am i discrediting the experiences of these people because i think that i know more about a specific because topic? somebody
1: loved you enough to tell you the truth absolutely
0: And uh, when I could wrestle with myself in that um, and deal with some of those things, it changed how I viewed people around me, Yeah, what I was willing to let people into. I think, you know, I just thought if you didn't... Because of my early on experience, I I cherish it with my brother. But because of that, I just thought, well, that's the only way anybody's ever going to be able to relate with me. And so I would categorize people as like, well, you can't get it. You could never know unless you experience this level of hardship or whatever. But the simple truth about it is, it's just not, that's not reality. If you open up and allow people to meet you where you are, you can meet them where they are and you can experience really good mm. connection. And case in point, I have gone through Rooted a couple of times, uh, both uh, from an attendee standpoint, you know, we went, the staff went through it together. We, I was part of a pilot group that went through it. Um, and from a facilitator standpoint, being able to facilitate that. And I've made some deep, meaningful uh, connections with people, mm. like on a very deep level yeah, um, that I otherwise wouldn't have because I was willing to open up, be vulnerable, be real, let them see the struggling Tanner, you mm-hmm. know, not just the uh, whatever category anybody wants to put me at. Right. Um, and make real connection with people. Mm. and when they see me, they can they can tell right off the bat what season of life I might be in. I think Craig and Christy Hopkins are one of one of my favorite people, some of my favorite people here at Colonial. they make they make the top ten list for sure, mm. maybe even top five. Um, and every time I see them, they they can immediately get to the heart of where I'm at mm. um, if, if it's just an encouraging word, if it's just a A hug, you know, hey, I haven't seen you. Like, it's genuine. There's a genuine nature about them. They want to meet Tanner where Tanner's at, and they love my wife well. And um, I wouldn't have had that with them outside of, you know, Rooted and what it did and allowing Mm. allowing us to establish connections. So I resonate with all this experiences in my life – like I said, the challenging part for me, um, I've had. I have really good friends right now. Yona Pino is one of them. He's a Venezuelan worship guy, um, living up in Atlanta, um, leading a church at uh, leading uh, worship at a church called Twelve Stone. Um, he is. Um, I think we're brothers, you know. Like I don't, I don't know how else to put it. He's the Venezuelan version of Tanner, and uh, <clears throat> but he, but he's a better dancer. He's way better dancer. Yeah, uh, he's he's way more talented than I am. He's better looking than I am. You
1: promised it's, he was going to come lead here. I know, and sometime, he's let me down. And, and I, I need you to my call out. I, I need let, to make that happen. He's letting me down. I want to meet this guy. Um,
0: but he has looked at me multiple times and challenged me in ways that I need to be challenged. And he's also he's also been like, dude, you're 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 letting yourself down, you know, like hmm. don't, don't sell yourself so short. And he's picked me up when I needed that pick, pick me up, you know, hmm. um, Nate Chancy, um, one of my favorite guys. He's also, I feel like everybody's in Atlanta right now. Um, he's in Norcross, Georgia. Um, he meets me on a whole other level. Um, and then actually Tyler Jarvis, one of the guys that came down, led, led worship yeah. for a student weekend. So does and, for D now just yeah, last month. Yep. Um, he's one of those guys that can look at me and just challenge me like he mm. just um, they have a but it's different right like they're not here every day right. Then I have this whole other list of people who um, can challenge me, who love me well. Um, it's taken me a long time to to develop that list of five that you encouraged us with last week. yeah uh, thankfully i at a I'm at a spot in my life where when you said list five, I had five
1: mm.
0: um, I had seven, you know. But it wasn't too long ago that I...
1: You're breaking the curve. ...that
0: I would have had one.
1: Well, uh, real quick, too, I love that you you even uh, picked up... You even speak to <clears throat> one of the things I mentioned today is, uh, you know, of course, we look for those friends that are just like us or in the same season of life as yeah. us. But you mentioned, you know, Craig and Christy Hopkins here at Colonial mm-hmm. that are that are huge for you. Yeah. Because of your rooted experience together, yes. Because of just connecting on a very mm-hmm. good heart level, and I mean, um, I don't want to make them too old, but I think they're older than me. You yeah, know? well, they they've got uh, they got, got two in their kids, 20s. two
0: kids, and they're both out of the house. Yeah, um, so they're
1: they're kind of empty I mean, nesters. You're Thirty, and, and they're in their fifties, and that's much like my friendship with you. It's it's like sometimes those are almost like surprises. Like, yeah. Whoa! I didn't see yeah. that coming. Yeah. I yeah. thought I thought I could only be this close, you know. Yeah. It's like to it's someone. like the
0: people that we would hand select. You know what I mean? Like uh we were
1: talking about that earlier. Today. Yes. Yeah. It's like I wouldn't have, be careful about your first round draft picks. You kidding they me? They don't. They don't always end up being your best friends. No.
0: I. I uh, even our current rooted group that has turned into our, our small group now here at Colonial. Um, there's all kinds of people in there from different walks of life. I mean, we've got a, a Texas State Trooper uh, in there, you know, and they've got uh, a bunch of bunch of kids, all kind of ages. Um, you've got I've got Mark and Sherry Whitley, who are in a different season of life as well. Empty, they're in there, well, almost empty, almost nested. empty nest. They got, they've got they've got one kid at home still yeah, for still a little for a little while longer, not much longer though. No, um, and it's they, they're not people. I love them. And don't get me wrong, I love them. But I wouldn't have said they need to be in a group with me. They need to be in my life every single week. It's
1: certainly not what what some churches would call an affinity group. You know, we're all gonna get together because we all love tailgating. Right. Or we all yes, love, yes, 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 um, yes, yes, yes. You know, to crochet. The, or... <laughs> the
0: the common denominator in that group in our group is that we love Jesus. Period. Yes. Like that's it. That's that's And I mean, everything else is is. Second, pretty different, you know. Yes, yes, yes. And so it's not, it's people that just I wouldn't have if you give me a list of people, hey, draft a group for yourself. They wouldn't they have made the list. Yeah. And I think you go around the room and they would all say that. Like, um, and it's just been a huge gift, eye opening. And I, I would say, rooted, yes, we talk about, a lot about rooted, and I think uh, rooted is so special in what it does. But the reality of it is, it's not, has nothing to do with rooted, it really has everything to do with. How we're designed and the the relational aspect of following Jesus together. There's there's so many different unique perspectives and seasons of life represented in there that makes me and Shelby better. Agree. You know, raising our family and um, it's just a beautiful thing. And I think Mm. I think we miss out on that because we um, you know who knows better than better what we need than ourselves. Mm. So we will draft a. You know, we think, think, yeah, right. Like, we will, we will prescribe ourselves. This is what we need, and maybe an aspect of that's what you need. But I think if we're just open ourselves up to what God's doing and the resources He has Mm. out there for us, yeah, you you might, you might be surprised about what you get.
1: Well, to that end, I I thought of a question I want to ask you, and. And I haven't really thought through my own answer, but I'd like to share as well. But maybe this is a question even all of our listeners can ask themselves. Implied in something in the teaching from this morning is, you know, what kind of friend do you really need? Um, Yeah. And so looking at looking through the lens of David's life, King David from the Old Testament, and the three types of friends we talked about this morning, Uh, David had three friends, Samuel, Jonathan, and Nathan, Mm. certainly others, but these are the three we looked at Samuel, a friend who makes, makes him better. Jonathan, a friend who helps him stay strong in his faith and Nathan, a friend who could tell him the truth. So if those are, it's certainly not comprehensive and, and I'm sure there's other kinds of friends we really need, but I love, I love those bullet points. Mm. I need friends in my life, some who will make me better. Um, some, whether they're, they're overlapped with the same people or not, that, that will just help me stay strong in my faith. And some will just love me enough to tell me the truth. Let me ask you this, Tanner. Um, A, do you have all three of those bases covered right now in your life? And regardless, what would you be praying? What kind of friend among those three would you, do you feel like, man, if I could shore up my life, with another friend or two that could do that for me, mm-hmm. that's what that's what my needs are these days. What 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 would you? And, and I'm inviting our listeners to what who? What kind of friend do you need to be praying? Yeah, just flat out asking God. He's our provider. He cares for us. Yep. God, I I really need a friend who's going to tell me the truth. I don't have those yes. kind of friends in my life. Right. Or I really need a friend who's going to make me better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm skating. You know.
0: I, I would say. I would say I do have all three of these. Um, oh, I'm glad to hear that. I do have
1: all three of these,
0: uh, which is kind of it's kind of weird. You know, may- maybe somebody thinks that we sit and talk about every single aspect of what you're going to be teaching on that day, but um, it's kind of weird. T- I didn't I hadn't seen this before today, right? right? So it's kind of weird to me that all these bullet points line up with some things. And I think if I categorize. Just the three friends I've already listed: Tyler yeah. and Nate and Yona. Uh-huh. It's weird to me because they all feel a different category. Yeah. So I would say a friend who makes me better is Nate. Hmm. Nate, uh, Nate makes me better. Um, a friend who helps me stay strong in our faith, I think. Actually, I may I may recategorize that. A friend who helps me stay strong in my faith is Nate Chansey. Um, that dude is always challenging me to lift my eyes up. Mm. Um, a friend who makes me better, I would say, practically speaking, it is Yona. Um, he he makes me better in lots of ways. Mm. Challenges challenges me to think differently. But then someone who, well, dude, I, they could all fit this. <laughs> well, that's a good. That's a good thing. Yeah, that they a friend who tells a friend roles. who tells the truth. All right, if I had if I had to say <laughs> no. Telling you, I'm sorry. If I had to say and categorize, a friend who helps me stay strong in our faith is Nate. A friend who helps make us better that's Tyler. And a friend who tells me the truth is Yona. And I say, I say that Yona, a friend who tells the truth, because if he says it, I believe it. Even if I don't, even if I don't want to hear it, I, I I just have that much faith. This is in which friend? I'm sorry, Yona. Yona. Yeah, he's 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 probably the only one. They all have their roles, but like he's probably the one that if he says this. I'm taking it to heart maybe more deeply than the rest. Mm. I will I will say um, I am in a season in my life where I think I need more of a friend who makes me better. Mm. I, 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 I think I have people who will tell me where I'm blind. I think I have people who I have given enough um, access in my life to vulnerability, um, all that, where they will tell me the truth. And, and I may, I may emotionally react in the moment, but I always come back around. Yeah. I think I have all that. And I have people who are challenging me, like, where, where's your time with the Lord where, you know, don't be doubting Mm. this faith journey that you're on. I have people challenging me there. I think what I need more and more of is the friend who makes me better. Mm. In some ways, I have that in my marriage, like that's a whole other relationship dynamic, but um, but really, I think when it comes to staying sharp, thinking differently, opening my mind up to different perspectives, challenging me to move forward, yeah, I think I need more of that in my life.
1: You know what? <clears throat> Man, to use your words, you know what really resonates with me as I think through where my biggest need or needs are. <clears throat> First of all, I do think the Lord's been generous to me. And I have all three of these bases somewhat covered. Um, God's really been generous to me about friendships, but I think in part because we still haven't lived here that long. You know, four and a half years. I guess it's all relative. On one hand, it's a long time compared to all the newbies in town, and we're not getting <laughs> lost, and we know where we like to eat, and mm-hmm, we've got mm-hmm. friendships. And but at the same time, we just don't have the history that a lot of people here have in this community. Yeah. and I feel like because of my age and because I, I value it so much, I, I've got friends who help me stay strong in my faith, and I've got friends who are I've let in. I'm, I, I'm an, if anything, I overshare. I invite yeah. people in, and I've got, pe- yeah. I've got friends that will speak the truth to me, including, including pastors and elders like yourself. Um, I think because my wife is my best friend, um and because my male best friends for the most part aren't pastors certainly aren't pastors mm-hmm, locally mm-hmm. man i think i'm craving i think i think i want to ask the lord in this year 23 if he could be so generous as to provide another friend who would make me better yeah i want to be a better leader i want to be a better um, yeah, I think about all the different hats I wear as a pastor. And I think from a leadership level, I want to be better. And I mean, bluntly put all of my closest friends either aren't pastoring or they're not local. And so um, I, I think yeah. that's, that's an area of deficit for me. It's also why, by the way, I really value getting together with other pastors here in our community. Mm, and, mm-hmm not just because we can empathize with each other and speak the same language, but also I want to be better. You know, yeah. I want to hang out with the Bob McCartney's and the Lance bourgeois and the Ronnie Whitfield's and guys
0: who've been pastoring in this community for a, while. For a long time
1: yeah. and, and learn yeah. more about the culture and, <laughs> yeah. and learn from their mistakes. Sure. You know, part of leadership sure. is learning the hard way. Yeah, no joke. So I, I would encourage our listeners, man, don't hold back. Ask the Lord. If you're starting at zero, Ask for a friend. Just just beg your father like he tells us to, like little needy kids, you know, to ask him for a friend. Um if you've got several close friends, but maybe there's one of these areas we even talked about today that you're like, Man, if I could if I could have a another friend in that category, that would be potentially that could be life changing, you right. know. So I think that's that's a, a tangible way to to come to the Lord
0: yeah well I think you know you really everything you talked about today led us to if if you're wrestling in any in to any degree with any of these different things there's some pretty practical ways to execute right now um at least jump into an existing well uh, pathway yeah
1: and on that note um I feel I knew this was going to happen as we talk about <laughs> our as we talk on our podcast this is going out on Monday the 16th. Yep. Um, some people will listen to it as soon as Monday night, the 16th. Some people will listen right. to it later in the week. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. But yeah. The yeah, deadline I mean, for registration for GriefShare Financial Peace University, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the next book in Every Man a Warrior, the, and then Rooted, more than anything else, Rooted, it, it was last Sunday. Yeah. You know, and as in the 15th. Yep. I'm gonna speak... Real quick, yeah. Do to it. this. A, take a risk. Reach out to the church <laughs> office. Um, please extend some grace if we tell you it's too late, because we may have depending on when you call. We may just have all our ducks in a row. And we can't. We don't have the supplies, or sure. we don't have the leaders. Um, that's a real problem. Mm-hmm. But take the risk. Yeah. Don't don't just rationalize. Well, they said the deadline's passed. You know. Uh, yeah. Tanner, me, and several others that are in theory in charge here are softies. Okay. Yeah. So, so reach out to the office, yeah. if not directly to us, the flip side of that is you just said this, we have ongoing existing groups. Yes, we do. That any day of the entire calendar year, you can reach out to that leader through our app or with our help and say, Hey, I know you guys have been meeting a while. Uh, I want to come, or I want to come with my my husband or my wife, or mm-hmm. um, we just want to check it out. We just want to meet a few new people, uh, including my group. My group meets on Sunday nights at six o'clock. <coughs> excuse me, six thirty um, in a home, and there's there's thirteen of us. Usually, there's anywhere between six or seven and thirteen of us, and we love each other, and we're just a motley crew of different ages and spiritual journeys. But oh my goodness, they're the best people. I I let all my you know hair down, so to speak. I just mm-hmm. be myself. I'm, I'm not Pastor Lauren. I'm <laughs> I'm Lauren the schmuck. You know, and we just share yeah. and we pray and we laugh and yeah. Um, and you don't have to sign well, and up that's, for that. And see, that's the know? thing.
0: That's the thing. If you can't if you can't get into rooted or a study this fall, I mean, in this spring uh, in this semester. At least reach out because there's ways we can help you get connected. At least take the next steps. There's serving teams that it's not about serving necessarily. It's It's really about being on a team, being part of something.
1: I used to think those serving opportunities were because the church wanted you to do some stuff. And I think, I guess, sometimes that is true.
0: Sometimes, but it's, more more it's than anything, really just more than anything, it's it's you can't just sit in the church and watch a watch a service or a message and go home like you can't it, experience community that no, way. No, like when we're doing something together, we can find some connection and yeah. find some, and so that's really what the serving opportunities are for. There's ways of you getting connected with people that include serving opportunities that include uh, showing up with uh, with a group um, and participating in some of those things, you know, Mm. that's why err on the side of take a risk, because we may have some information that you don't know or that we didn't know that you would benefit from. Uh and we can help you at least, at least make some connection points to where you're not walking in, walking out, unseen, unheard, unnoticed. Um that's never our heart. So um do that. Uh I I think contact the church office, do what you gotta do. Um, just say, hey, I I, I want to get plugged in somehow, um, and and we can run with that and do what we can do to to help you. Absolutely, to help you see because we believe in this, because we believe in it so much so that we're not going to say, well, you you can't jump into this specific thing. So there's nothing for you until we start it again. We're going to find ways of getting you around some people who yep. uh, you can establish some relationship with. No doubt. Um, that's the work of it. I think so. I, I I'm really. Really digging this series. I think it hits people where we are. Um, you know, you shared last week even that it's no surprise we're more connected yet um, uh, yet find ourselves more lonely um, in the ways that we handle our relationships. Um, it was ironic to me that uh, Wednesday night I met with my small group and uh, at the house we talked about. Friendships and, and different ways of relating with one another. And the topic came up how we categorize our relationships with people. How do you find time to connect with other adults when you've got kids doing this and kids doing that and, and a busy schedule and all those things? And we talked about what are the ways you integrate all of your life together. Um, and then I go to, you know, fast forward to more about colonial right after the service. And um, one of my new good friends, um, is talking about how, you know, if we gotta, we gotta accept our kids. We gotta accept one another as we are. If I can't get my kids around you um, because it doesn't fit, then I may not be needing to be in friendship with you. And mm. uh, I just thought that's, that's a good, challenging that word. concept for me. Is where are the ways we're self sabotaging relationship because we think they can't handle my children, or I can't handle theirs, or I'm like, come on, like. The messiness of night of life is supposed to be intertwined yeah. into our journey with one another and with and with Christ. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm like, sometimes we don't have the relationships that we need because we self sabotage. I agree. We over compartmentalize, and so maybe maybe some of us are doing that, and we're not experiencing relationship because of that. Um, we got to be open to that um, interconnectedness and. Um, the, it comes back to that holistic part of our, our journey. Mm. Um, you can't be a good friend and be a bad dad. You know, mm. like, you can't be a good dad and be a bad friend. Like, we need all those things together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So even that comes at a challenge to me as I think about it. You know, I'd rather not deal with the interruptions <laughs> so that I can have an adult conversation. But all at the same time, it's part of life, part yeah. of raising kids and yeah. being in family. And well...
1: Forgive me for trying to find the neat answer to that. I mean, you got to find those times and spaces where you do get adult conversation that's uninterrupted. That's one reason why you stay up till 10, 11, 12 with a good buddy and you talk. Yes, yes. Because yes. your kids are asleep. Right. But at the same time, um, I mean, I'll, I'll say this bluntly. I think of, a, of two couples that I love dearly. I don't know if they're listening or not. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stop talking now um, that have little ones. And it's almost like just recently they've decided. You know what? We'll reconnect with our adult friends when our little ones get bigger. Mm. They've just retreated, <clears throat> and I don't, I don't know if they just don't want to be a bother, or if they are just so enamored with their new you know little one. Which I I remember that you know that sure. that everything else just seems to pale in importance, or if they're just tired. I mean, there's lots of good reasons, but. I remember and I'm I'm probably revealing where I land on this. I remember being at the fork in the road and like, okay, we can we can just step back from relationships with people we really care about until blank or we can take our kids with us. Yeah. And we can figure it out. Yeah. And I'm so glad we did a whole lot more of the latter, you know, because yeah. I, God made us for Connection and community and relationships, and so yes, we have childcare on Wednesday nights. Sure, don't tell Lori Thomas, our kids ministry director. That's what we're calling it because, yeah. but it's so we can have adult conversation and right. prayer and and at the same time, we've got to stretch ourselves beyond that and get in each other's living rooms. Yes, and, and bring our kids and mm. um, and ironically, I want my thirteen and fifteen and seventeen. I want them to know these other adults. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> you know? yes, yes. And, uh, Speak
0: into their life and yes. model what it looks like and to do this in a message. And I want some of these life. adults
1: to be wowed by my kid's faith and mm-hmm. um, my kid's sense of humor. And, you know, there's just there's so much depth of connection there that's possible. Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I just encourage you, if you're wrestling with that or you're maybe even using that as an excuse to not get engaged, uh, m- maybe throw that out the water because that, that's not... Um, did you
1: say throw that out the water? I
0: did. I think I blended two <laughs> analogies together.
1: Throw the baby out with the window? What, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> throw it out the window, throw the baby out of the bathwater.
0: I don't know. Whatever. Sorry. I you know what swirl. I mean? I just got distracted. What I mean is <laughs> that's not an excuse. We all have those hardships. And uh. if you're in community with people who really love you, they're going to accept all the challenges that come with loving you in every Ooh. season of life, including Amen. my kids need to come along. So
1: amen. Hey, uh, can I take a couple hard lefts real quick before we wrap up the podcast? Sure, can. One is we did have someone reach out, uh, to me and, um, could not have been more timely. Uh, this is a good, this is, I know who this is. This is a good friend of mine that I will, I will leave nameless. Uh, and he loves me enough and he loves our church enough to tell me the truth. Okay. And he said, in short, he said, hey, you led us in communion last week, which was Sunday the 8th is what he's referring to. And he said, and I knew, I knew what he was going to say as soon as he started talking, because I, I misspoke, and I, I want to own that here on the podcast, and I want to I correct myself. He said, you just, you mentioned really quickly in passing, hey, all are welcome.
0: To take communion. Yeah.
1: Hey, here's, here's the communion <laughs> elements. Here's why we're doing it. All are welcome. Let's go. And I want to clarify. Because I know where my heart is, and I'm just banking on anybody who knows me and knows my heart um, without me even saying this knows where my heart is. Uh, The reality is the church's doors are wide open to everyone. God the Father's arms are open, extended to everyone. Jesus, Jesus lived that out every day. He modeled it for us. The leper, the tax collector, the prostitute, the Pharisee, the Samaritan, everybody is welcome hmm. at the feet of Jesus. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's reality. Mm-hmm. That's not true for communion. And mm. I, mm-hmm. I know this in my head. I know this from what I've studied in the scriptures. Uh, f- communion is a uh, its a ritual, it's a practice, it's a discipline Um it's a moment that God wants us to experience. And specifically it's for Christians. It's for followers of Jesus yeah. to come to his table and choose to remember his goodness and his provision on our behalf, his sacrificial death on our behalf, um, the broken body, the shed blood. And not only is it not just for everybody, it's just for Christians. It's not for all Christians. Here's, here's another you know subset. Hmm. It's, it's for christians who have settled everything with each other like like we're supposed to to actually stop before we come to the altar and go make things right with our brothers or our sisters in christ if we've wronged them if we need to reconcile relationship uh, god tells us to do that and so um for me to very flippantly and quickly say hey all are welcome let's participate my heart is just extend grace to say god loves everybody no matter what you don't think you disqualified yourself yesterday don't think you know that your 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 doubts or your your ongoing sin issues preclude you from just experiencing the grace of god um but without unpacking that i did a poor job in the moment as a leader now to anyone who is looking for a gotcha moment you know, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. To anyone who um <clears throat> is is looking to, you know, prohibit certain kinds of people from being, you know, oh, we don't want that outsider to become sure. an insider. Sure. You know, shame. Shame. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not yeah, from the Lord. Yeah. But to anyone who gets, okay, let's let's err on the side of love and grace and let's Let's overcome our Pharisaical tendencies and and open wide the doors of the church and open wide, you know, the message of the gospel. Then that's where my heart was. Yeah. Um, I just want to. Man, I'm so grateful that my friend just pulled me aside, and I have zero doubt this guy loves me and wants oh, to continue yeah. journeying with me. And you know who this is? because yeah. We talked about him. And all at the same time, he cares about our church and he cares about. Just good sound doctrine, good yeah. good biblical teaching, yeah. and so thank and he, you. And, he,
0: and just what a respectful way to do yes. that, you know what I mean. And Honoring, he gave me a big hug before, loving, during, and it. after.
1: I got three hugs. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, I'd love maybe our elders and our and and people like you, Tanner, as one of our other pastors. I'd love your input even as we prepare to do communion the first weekend of February. Mm-hmm. You know uh, whether or not I need to correct, just be a little more deliberate at the least, if not outright correct myself. Sure. You know? So, another just tangible example of let's love each other well yeah. enough to speak the truth. Speak love, the truth. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other, maybe, are, are we wrapping up? Yeah. Okay. One other hard left. Uh, <clears throat> we are going to finish our series called Friending this week and then week after next. So, starting the 29th of January. Uh, not only are we stepping into our awaken series, mm-hmm. which is partnering with multiple other churches across the Wichita I love Falls this. community. I love I'm this. so excited. Uh, we're going to fast and pray uh, for the second year mm-hmm. in a row, um, partnering with other. We're going we're gonna to really challenge each other in some some ways that we can love well in our in our own unique spheres of influence mm-hmm. at work and school and all that kind of stuff. Um, a little spoiler alert, I don't think I've alluded to this. I'm actually gonna switch churches with one of our other church pastors, and I'm gonna go teach at his church and he's gonna come teach at ours. And I could not be more Super excited cool. about just even what that represents. Absolutely. That's not even that big a deal. No, but but it, but it is, right? It, it is like, a big deal. Like uh, just why? to choose to trust it's each like, other. Why is it such a big with deal? The, with it the is. handling of the gospel, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I'm so excited about that. Um, also, on that same day, we kick off awaken in two weeks. We're gonna all come eat together again. We're gonna come to the table mm. and just be family. Yeah. And so there's so many reasons coming up in just the next few weeks to be excited about life together. It's
0: good stuff. Yep. Lots of opportunity. I'm excited about what God's doing here and what we get to do in 2023. Second episode of the year. Um, here we go. We're, we're, we're off to the races now.
1: I'm excited about serving with you, Tanner. We've lost some staff. We've lost some pastors. And I have said it to you privately. I'll say it all over the uh, interwebs, the airwaves. <laughs> I love partnering with you, and I'm grateful for you and your friendship. You are one of these guys that makes me want to be better. Um, you... Help me stay strong in my faith, and you you continue to speak the truth and love to me, and I'm grateful for you, brother. Likewise, so, man. Let's Likewise. let's uh, let's chase hard after Jesus together.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this has been the E6 podcast from Colonial. Uh, you can always get more information about what Colonial's doing at ColonialChurch.com, or um, best way to do that is from our app. Uh, you can get that from the App Store, or Google Play Store. And, uh, you know, the reality for us is we don't want to just be rambling on a podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you have questions, send your questions, or your feedback, any of that. We talked about a lot of things today that really would require some feedback and some questions. We'd love to hear that. You can send that to podcast at colonialchurch.com. And we would love to hear from you and discuss that on a future podcast. Thanks for listening. And we will pick up the conversation again next week.